RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. Dr. Laurie Brett is a retired dentist in Northland and a member of Fluoride Free New Zealand. He was a practicing dentist for over 30 years and operated his clinic in Kamo, Whangarei. He has a special interest in preventative dentistry and biocompatible materials, hence his interest in water fluoridation. Dr. Brett researched this topic for 35 years and has published research internationally, and we thought we would get Laurie on the program after seeing this story. Last week in the Herald, Whangarei District Council complies with fluoridation plan despite high court ruling. And of course, we've talked about that here already at RCR. So, Laurie, welcome to Reality Check Radio. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me, Paul. Okay. Uh, we'll get into the whys and the wherefores. But first of all, um, what was your first reaction to, um, well, I, I guess two things, what the high court ruled, but then um, kind of business as usual from the Whangarei District Council? What were your reactions to that? Well, my first reaction on hearing the High Court ruling was that uh, was a great pleasure and a relief that there was some sort of show of democracy in our country still, and that the the um, Bill of Rights Act has some meaning. Uh, the re- the right to refuse medication is a pretty fundamental right, isn't it? After all, yeah. And, then when I saw the, uh, I saw it in the in the Northern Advocate, the newspaper we have up here, that the council had decided to proceed despite that. My first reaction was, well, that's actually illegal to do that. If the directive to do so in the first place was illegal, well, then how can you act legally after an illegal order is given? Yeah. So I was a bit confused about that. Um, at a meeting of the council a month or two ago, we interested people made submissions on the fluoridation issue, and I was both surprised and delighted to, to see that in council there were obviously members of council who were, if not opposed to water fluoridation, at least uh, open to listen to the to the talks that we gave. And um, I think that's definitely the case now that there is an opposition in council to water fluoridation. But I think that what's happened is is that that headline was actually a result of the reporter interviewing members of the staff in council. Okay, yeah, yeah. Not the councillors themselves. Well, the staff shouldn't be making any comment at all then in that case. What are they doing commenting at all? Exactly. Who do they think they are? Well, it's that same thing of uh, unelected bureaucrats making (laughs) executive decisions. So, but I think to be fair, the 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 staff and the council generally are scared of the big stick being wielded over them by the government. You know, the threat of fines and ongoing. Sorry, scared. Who are these people? Are they adults? Yeah, yeah, but it's it's all about uh, what can they jobs. do? Well, that's all, that's the power that our government seems to have over the the community at large these days. Um, and I also think that the article in the Advocate, which is where I got my information from, was heavily 
editor-influenced in that it was written in such a way as to sort of lull us into a feeling that it was all okay, that that was just a little procedural error. We'll be right. It's business as usual and keep the train running. Is that because the council spends a lot with the Northern Advocate in terms of advertising, do you think? I suppose so, but it's also because the media are subsidised by the government, aren't they? I thought that was all over. Just (laughs) out 55 million for them the other day. Yeah. You know, so that I think is a bias that is there for sure. So I'm reading here a quote, for, not from that Northern Advocate story, but again from the Herald story, WDC Group Manager Infrastructure, that's the non-elected type you're talking about, Jim uh, Sefton, said the yep. council was still waiting for formal notification from the Ministry of Health after Friday's court decision, but confirmed that it would continue with mandated fluoridation for drinking water supplies. So they don't understand, obviously, the concept of a basic no. human right. It's just outrageous. They That was just ignorance and arrogance at its public worst. And uh, I I believe that there will be a strong reaction from those councillors who uh, don't want water fluoridation and that that some kind of legal action or something like that may well occur, I don't know. But that would be my hope. And um, certainly there's big chunk of the people in Whangarei just don't want this. We voted it out years ago on a, you know, a big majority of the public in a referendum that the council held, what, 20 years ago, I think. We just didn't want it. It was booted out. How do you feel, someone like yourself, with the years of experience that you have and research that you've done, and you've got these nobodies who know nothing about this, in council jobs who know more than you? It's not just people in the council, it's people in the dental profession and the Ministry of Health. The the ignorance is... uh, How do you explain that level of ignorance, Laurie? um, I think it's complex. I think there's definitely an element of uh, business coercion at at some level, at the high levels. It's, it's, It's a highly profitable procedure and it does allow the waste to be disposed of uh, effectively. In fact, we even pay for it to be disposed of. Otherwise, it's extremely difficult to dispose of the fluoride residues of uh, refining industries. And, And also, I think there's a lot of things like there are careers at stake, people who've made their reputations backing fluoride on the mainstream of too up too high up on the high horse to climb. Yeah, but they down, seem basically. to they seem to be prepared to this is what I don't get and this is keep, keeps coming up. They seem to be prepared to risk well kids, mums, dads, um everyone in the community, their their fundamental health without having any um opt out apart from going and well you don't even know if you're buying water from the in the bottles whether it's fluoride free. I wouldn't have a clue. But they're yeah. prepared to risk that for for that. Uh, it still doesn't make sense to me. Um, well, it doesn't either to me. And in fact, over the the years of working in this field, my interest, while it remained about eliminating water fluoridation, I also became really interested in the question of how do you de-propagandize 
the public mm. once mm. it's been subjected to a skillful set of uh, lies and deception, because <laughs> that's what it is. Because one, two things that I've learned over the years is that a it doesn't work, and our own Ministry of Health gathers data from the school dental clinics that show that clearly it's it's in, in the public domain. You know, and someone in the ministry is not, just not looking at those data. Well, you mean Dr. Ashley Bloomfield is. What, just skipping over that when he oh, yeah, throws yeah. our rights down the toilet? Really? Are we yeah. expected to believe that? Yeah. <laughs> well, the difference in fluoridated and non-fluoridated five-year-old children is zero. There's no improvement. And secondly, when you stop water fluoridation, you don't get the predicted epidemic of ghastly decay that's going to kill us all. It doesn't happen. In some cases, the decay rate actually reduces. Well, it was, interesting. Second- it was interesting, wasn't it? Because the Labour government, um, in one of their election promises, uh, um, committed to free dental care for under 30-year-olds. Now, if fluoride, was wor- if fluoride was working, they wouldn't have needed to have that policy, I wouldn't have thought. And the other That's thing right. is, you've got people, and this is like a, I'm beating the old drum here, wheeling out of supermarkets gallons of sugary... <laughs> carbonated drinks which just rot teeth are drinking um yeah. very sugary fruit drinks in huge quantities yeah. what is the freaking point well well i think and this isn't the whole picture but i think some people uh less informed and they might be feel that fluoride is is a, a powerful preventive you know if you take the fluoride in the water you can give your kids lollies and it doesn't matter you know Oh, okay, so, so sort of laziness. Yeah, the magic silver bullet that's going to cure all our woes, you know. But then the other thing that I've learned, and which makes me even more determined than ever now to do something about this, is, is that the research into the harm that fluoride causes at the level, at the concentration levels that we're drinking at, is now beyond argument. That yeah. The research is done. That there is a damaging factor. And its worst expression is in the reduction of IQ in children. Yes, that research is elegant, and some of it's funded by the United States of America. Believe it or not, yeah, yeah. top top notch researchers doing the job properly, and uh, it's a neurotoxin. So Bloomfield knows about that. He knows about yep, that for sure. sure. Yep, for sure. So so he ignores that, right? So he yeah. he, he doesn't uh, wake up in the middle of the night worried about. Uh, the IQ of, of no, kids. because uh, I can't. I've got to be a bit careful here, but it's either ignorance or collusion, in my opinion. You know. Well, you know, the form through COVID shows kind of uh, where that arrow points. Okay, so yeah. um, so it's a, it's a waste of time and it costs money. I see yeah. that um, the um, and this is the follow the money bit now. Four point five million. Uh, for the implement, implementation process in Northland. Well, you could find plenty of other worthy things to spend that money on, surely. You could fund a public dental health education program, that's for sure. And, I mean, we we have the evidence of this in Scotland where they don't have fluoride, but they do have a, a child uh, health care program through the schools and educating the parents and stuff. Their decay rates have halved, I think, and are still continuing to drop, whereas our decay rates in New Zealand are actually, if anything, increasing. 
So an education program is the uh, is the obvious answer. And yeah, that's, as you say, that's about just it's as simple. Where else is there an entire industry built around the consumption of one piece of food? It's just amazing. Dentistry is so expensive, and it's all about eating sugar. You know? Yeah, could be solved quickly, couldn't it, really? <laughs> but uh, that's another, you know, it's, I think it's changing. I think people are, more and more people are questioning more and more about this. And I mean, from my long-term view, the thought that there are people on the on the Whangarei Council who are opposed to fluoride, that's the first time in my time living here that that's okay. ever been the case. Yeah. All right. Well, that's positive. Yeah, it um, is. Do they have the balls, though, to right over the top of the officials who need to keep their mouths shut, number one, but um, who seem to have another view? Time will tell, Paul. Yeah, yeah no, I know. <laughs> I, I, th- I think so. I think there are legal tools available now that make that possible without getting your head shot off above the parapet sort of thing, you know. And the the, the one that impresses me is the the work done by the same people who've done this high court case, Hmm. and that was that the Supreme Court decided, I think it was 2018, that fluoridation was not just topping up a naturally occurring element. It is a medicine. It is legally defined as a medicine. And secondly, that if you are in a fluoridated area, it's virtually impossible to avoid it yeah, it's a compulsory medication, which so goes to bodily, auto- bodily autonomy, um, yeah. um, informed consent, and Nuremberg. <laughs> yeah. So you've got an unelected bureaucrat mandating compulsory medication in our dear beloved country. I don't think it'll. I don't think it'll. It'll ride. I can't see it happening myself. I'll Why do you think? It- well, what do you think it is about the New Zealand, and I know it's happened in other parts of the world, but it particularly seems to be a Kiwi character to doggedly hold on to these things way beyond the rational line in the sand, you know, and they sort of mm. will die on the hill for this. It, yeah. Any uh, ideas about why we are like that? In the Within my profession, I think it, it was just professional insecurity, just not – Worrying so much about status and reputation, and I mean, I used to talk informally to people at conferences and things like that, and give them the spiel. Young dentists mainly, and then at the end, I'd say, "Well, has that changed? Did you, did you know? Oh, I didn't know anything like that. That's amazing." I said, "Well, has it changed your mind on anything?" Oh, no, mate. I've, I've got a, two kids and a mortgage. I can't afford to put my head above the parapet. Yeah, you know. So there's that. But that's weak, isn't it? That 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 is in the end. I'm sorry to say that that is weak. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. And um, sometimes people have come up to me and said, "Oh man, you know, you've really stuck your neck out there. You know, you've got some balls." And I said, "Well, you know, it would take more of an effort not to do it because once you know that it's that's the way it is, you've got to be able to look at yourself in the mirror, don't you?" 
Yeah, well, hopefully they, they think about that. And there are alternatives, right? <clears throat> there are ta- If you want to load up, you can get tablets. You, you go buy toothpaste. Most of the toothpaste paste yeah. brand has that in there. It's not as yeah. if you can't get them. In fact, you're probably getting multiple hits without even realizing well, that's it. it. You know, realistically, we are overexposed to fluorides without the being in the in the water. We've never been exposed to more fluoride as a race. Because since the industrial age, when refining metals sort of became a, a, a big thing, every refining process releases fluoride. The fertilizer industry is the main culprit, I think, that deal we with it somehow. source yeah. it from. So it's in the uh, it's in the environment now to a much greater degree. And and also, uh, I mean, what do I know? But uh, if you look at um, dementia, is on an ever increasing trajectory. Well, um, yeah. Arthritis, yeah. osteoporosis, yeah. all the, those class yeah. of calcification. Uh, yeah. It seems Heart to disease. kind of seems to kind of track, you yeah. know, doesn't it? In a way, it does. Oh, it does, and and the other, you know, another thing to consider is that in this, in the broadest sense, it's just one of a raft of modern poisons that our systems have yeah. to deal with. We we are incredibly adaptable beings and um you know it's okay and i think it's that sort of thing that says people who kind of don't want it sort of think oh well you know what's the point everything else is poisonous you might as well just shrug and carry on you know oh, we can carry on poisoning ourselves so that's a great carry strategy on, carry on having babies with diminished brain function because you're drinking poison in the water oh my goodness i yeah. i'm really really difficult to stomach to be honest um, preventive dentistry is that okay? We're we're in this sort of uh, weird no man's land of fluoride and, and etc. But is that the future of dentistry? Do you think? Um, or does that do people out of jobs? Well, theoretically, it will, but um, there's more to dentistry than doing fillings, as yep. you know. Yep, and. Um, I think in the long run, there'll be a, a sort of, if you like, a broader spread. I think there's always going to be the the unfortunate section of our community who don't want to know and just eat junk food and get sick. And, and um, that's, I think, always going to be there. But their goal is to reduce that to a manageable minimum. And I think in the, the sort of the... That the rest of our New Zealand community is coming to terms with the fact that you just can't go and binge on lollies and expect not to pay the price. And I mean, this, the other thing too, Paul, is, is that dental decay is part of a sort of a, a tragic trio. <laughs> the other two being heart disease and diabetes. Right. Obesity. Yeah. You know, we've got major issues with our diet in New Zealand that are sort of Inconceivable fifty years ago. We're we're the second most obese country in the world, I think. Oh dear, punching above our weight again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that, just one thing too that part of this deception that goes on. You'll hear it said that there is a special benefit for those unfortunate people that I've just mentioned. That fluoride actually has an extra special benefit for those people. That's absolute pie in the sky nonsense. Yeah, 
the researchers have stated time and time again there is no special benefit for the lower socioeconomic groups and the susceptible groups for, from water fluoridation. So knowing that, how come these people can trot that out and, and I don't know. The money. The powerful forces at work here. I noticed that um, in that story again, just to finish up, despite proceeding with the fluoridation plan, WDC politicians back in end of October also decided to ask Whangarei residents what they thought of adding fluoride to the council's water supplies. The process for doing this will be worked out at the November 23rd council meeting. Well, that's only tomorrow as this place. So um, So how do you think that'll go? What do you think um, uh, residents, Whangarei residents, will have to say about this? If uh, indeed they know that, they've got to say. If it's anything like the last time, they'll kick it out resoundingly. But I think this time... As occurred in White and Hamilton, when we managed to get the council to vote it out there, they had a referendum, but only after the government had spent a fortune on advertising and radio advertising oh, right, and posters okay. in the main street and blah 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 blah. So that's how it'll be done if it's done. I'd say they won't risk the public voting it out again. Yeah, um, okay. Watch that space then, I suppose. I don't know if a referendum is actually a great method of judging public opinion, really. But, yeah, yeah. all things being equal, I think good old Whangarei is pretty turned on about this sort of thing. We we have a beautiful lifestyle here and we value our freedoms perhaps more than some unlucky city dwellers do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, good point. Good. It seems that yeah. provincial New Zealand is more can be relied upon more for that. Just look at River of Freedom. Um, Last last, uh, um, question on this, and that is in terms of the – I noticed they're big fines, $200,000 if you don't um, um, go with it, $10,000 a day for however many days you're not um, putting the stuff in there. What would actually happen, do you think, if council or the council officers said to the Ministry of Health, go jam it? Goodbye. Don't even come come round. We're not interested. Well, yeah. we won't answer anything you say. We're just not interested. The House of well, Cards falls, doesn't it? Well, uh, I've thought of that myself. I think that's a that's the obvious thing to do. Just give them a finger. But I think there are promises and threats that happen here. I remember, some time ago, the one party wanted to get up get enough here and they promised that 10 one-way bridges would be turned yeah. into two-way bridges as Mr. soon as bridges you the, the, promised the, the guy bridges. Yeah. you know so the the opposite works as well there, there will be threats and loss of privileges and loss loss of funding basically the brindu and motorway could well be a, a, a political issue that won't last long though will it i mean okay you take a hit for a period of time and then everyone settles down and yeah. and you see it off um laurie don't you think yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I just hope there's some awareness in this new coalition that's going to actually. Uh, Have you spoken to Shane Jones about this? No, no. Has he? What sort of noises has he been making about it? Anything? They, no, no. They all playing it very close to the chest. But I know there is a um, some degree of uh, hope. Well, Maori, actually, Maori wouldn't be too happy about this, would they? I mean, water is everything, isn't it? 
Oh, yeah, but they've been subjected to the same thing, funding and... But how can and, you suspend tikanga or tonga yeah. well, in, so easily? In Rotorua, when they were trying to put it in there and we went down and had a chat to the council and groups, and then some guy got up from the ministry and started calling fluoridated water, why order? <laughs> you know, it's even better than the, too much. Than the actual real stuff. And I thought, you know... People may well be susceptible to that sort of glib. Oh, dear. All right. Well, um, really interesting to hear what you have to say, Dr. Laurie Brett. Thanks for coming on RCR. We're sort of kind, kind of fighting this. We're the only media entity kind of fighting or pushing back against this. And uh, but, yeah. Well, well uh, done. It's going far and wide. I've seen the numbers on the replays. So a lot of yeah. people are informing themselves. So thank you for being part of that. My pleasure, and thank you for the good work that you're doing too. It's brilliant to have some hearing out there in the media, and uh, long may it carry on. RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio.